Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Yeah. Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast. We in Outshine. Bitcoins, we got them. Acquire, never sell. But catch us rolling deep like Adele. Bitcoin, blockchains, cryptocurrencies. Three guys faded talking Bitcoin, no fee. That's the free Bitcoin podcast, insane. And adoption is still the only thing, thing, thing that matters, man. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special two parter DevCon three review from the Bitcoin podcast. I'm your first host, Marcello. And I'm host number two, D. Host number three, Corey. What's up, boys? Coming to you from Cancun, Mexico. Live. Live. Live from Cancun, Mexico. Yeah, this is supposed to be a daily recap of DevCon three, but due to technical difficulties, we did yeah. not record the entire time we thought we were recording for day one. Yeah, so we're gonna try and just bleed it all in day one and day two, yep. together. So, let's start with day two and then go to day one, just to keep them. No, no. Okay. <laughs> all right. Just an idea <laughs> while it's fresh on everyone's mind. But we're gonna go with day one and then day two. How about this? Instead of like, we'll start off with overall impressions so far in terms of like not necessarily like commentary on any specific comment, but just like, what's it like? For those who can't make it. What's it like for those who can't make it? Well, here's something that you're not going to get from watching and streaming the presentations, and that's how friendly the environment is. It's like the opposite of a of Bitcoin Reddit. Yeah, like I, um, you know, to, to piggyback on that, um, I actually tweeted about it while I was there, and, and I said that Ethereum needs to take advantage of not having a toxic community while they have it right now. Um, just because I, I could see that maybe there could be some toxicity. What does anybody know that band? In my city. In a city. Yeah. I just feel like there could be some toxicity that could enter the community um, eventually, because that's humanity, man. There's some toxic motherfuckers out there. But right now, while everything is you know happy, happy, joy, joy, I feel like they should leverage that and really build things out. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. Like everyone is super happy to see everyone. And, like, even Roger Bear shows up, and, like, everybody's like, what's up, Mr. Bear? How's it going? They didn't call him Mr. Bear. They called him Raj. But, um... He was nice. I would... Should we say about, like, other, like, physical details? Like, lots of people in one room? Like, you got a room oh, In terms of, like, like, if I were to make commentary on how to run a conference. This is a lot of do not do these things to run a conference. Like <laughs> you sign up, we signed up, got our tickets, uh, got our badges. There's no real, like for a $900 ticket, you think I get like a, like a zip, like a, like a drawstring bag and like an agenda of the talks. Maybe it, maybe I can download an app and see which talks I want to go to. The Wi-Fi nothing. password, the Wi-Fi password, nothing. You got nothing. Yeah. So, like, deciding on where I would like to go see a talk, there's only two rooms to go see a talk, is difficult. And one of the rooms you can't get into because it's too small for the amount of people that want to see the talk. And if you do get in, 
it's a sauna. Yeah. Sweating. So like all the breakout talks are basically impossible to watch, at least on day one. Um, and like just, you know, certain things that I figured like with all that money that Ethereum foundation has, it should have been a little more organized. It's hard to like, there's not, there's no, there was no coffee. There's a lack of water and you're in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, Water's not easy to come by in Mexico. There's no good standing space. I don't know. There's a lot of dumb stuff that I don't think was worked out really well, but in terms of the content, it's been really great. And the people here have been really great. But here's a negative that's also a positive. Security is really relaxed. You could Photoshop your way into this conference pretty easily. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. So, Like, I walked in with my badge covered up. I had it under my shirt. And the lady, uh, I just went up the escalator, completely ignored the lady. And she was yelling at me in Spanish. And um, I only understood the tone because I don't understand Spanish very well. Um... And finally, she pointed at my neck, so I figured, oh, and I looked down and my badge wasn't showing. But I could have just skirted up that escalator and went to the conference. I mean, you're already halfway up. Yeah, I was halfway <laughs> up, and she was like, please, sir, por favor, por favor. And I was like, I don't, why are you pointing at me, lady? But, um, yeah, it, uh, but overall, like, the content, though, well, let's talk about day one. So let's talk about day one content and how that, how that went. Um, my favorite was the scalability zoo. Lecture by Jason. Can't pronounce his last name, but it was good. <laughs> and um, can't pronounce his last name is Russian, I think. Yeah, it was, it's it's weird. It was Truebit. Yeah, about the virtual Truebit machine, which was really awesome. And so go find that one. And then also, even though I don't really like the guy too much as a person, uh, you can't deny the twenty five minutes of Ethereum, which kind of breaks it down on a pretty simple level. So I I definitely have a better understanding of how the structure works. Definitely. I feel like if you take an episode of Honor Rabbit with D and build it into a PowerPoint presentation, you get 25 minutes uh, or Ethereum in 25 minutes in the talk. From what I understand, he's done that speech a few times, uh, more than a few times. And this time uh, it was really good. Uh, He broke down Ethereum really well. So those of you that are listening now, uh, you still have no clue. Like I thought Bitcoin and Ethereum was the same thing with different colors. You're wrong. Um, uh, he does a good job of, of breaking it down. So, and to follow that up, like once you, I guess, understand what Ethereum is, watch the final talk he did at the end of the day, which is the roadmap of where he wants Ethereum to go. And like you got to, you got to kind of respect the idea. Like the majority of the people here understand the technical difficulties and current state of Ethereum, and they're they're bringing them to light. They're like this is a problem. We know where we are. This can't scale until like mass adoption based on where we are now. And these are the ways we're trying to get it to that area. And so like when you start looking at that, you then have a good feeling of like, this is possible to get this technology to be a global technology based on how they want to scale things mm-hmm. in a safe way. Right. And so like the last talk he did was the two to four year roadmap of where he wants the technology to go. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, that's it's reasonable. We like that. They do a good job. I would say overall, over both both the days, I say I've seen a good job of balancing the limits of development. And what I mean by that is you'll get a little taste of this is the way the future could be in a world where we have these things. But then they bring it right back down to earth. With, but this is where we are. So let's talk about the problems of, like at hand right now to get to the next step. And like I said, 
before the toxicity enters the system, they need to solve some of those problems. That's a pretty good voice. What's that guy's name? Surge. Surge? System of a... No. System of a Down System is the band, but what's the singer's Surge name? Surge Anyway, so crypto isn't like a real hotbed for gender equality, but there is a there is enough women at this conference to where you're not... You don't even think about there's more dudes and women there. There's a healthy mix of attendees. And, and they're all, they're not just like the girlfriends of the guy who showed up. Like these are women that have taken an active interest in the community and part um, of projects, developing, building. Yep. Everything. Alexander from Gollum getting on yep. the mic. I saw, I mean, there's, I think when it comes to, that's something, honestly, I'm glad you brought that up because, like, for the past five years, it's been, like, 90% dudes and whatever percent women. And whenever you think about it, like, so strictly numerically, it seems bad. But from what I see is that there's a lot of involvement from people from all backgrounds. Uh, so, yeah. What about from day one content? I'd say one thing I noticed is that, like, oh, I said this yesterday before we had technical difficulties is that it feels like being really amped about crypto now is the same dude that's like really amped about MS DOS in 1987. It's just like MS DOS is going to change everything, bro. You can go straight to the directory now. And people are like, okay, whatever, man. Like, but he's like, no, you don't get it before you had to do something really crazy and backhanded, but now you can go straight to the directory. It's so cool. MS DOS is the best. That's kind of like where the space is now. So kind of put a frame around that when you're talking to people about it. Um, that's what it feels like from day one. So if I had to like point out things you should watch, because all these videos are available online. Yep. But like, don't spend your time watching every single one of them. There's some like uh, day one coins, the, the coin center update, like, for like a regulatory update, that was awesome. fantastic. They yeah, did a really good job framing the current state of things and where they think and what initiatives are going on in terms of regulation and standardization on the government level. Did you copy down the the bill right now? That maybe I don't know if people partake in our governments. They can. Yeah, there's a there's a new bill that they've they're they're putting forth that says you're tax exempt from any transaction under six hundred dollars. Yeah. Right now, every transaction you basically do is a taxable event. I wonder how that bill is going to affect, like, if it's going to be, like, retroactive, like, previous transactions are no longer ta- exempt. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yep. And, uh, With current prices, you can buy at most, if that bill were true today and that was law, you could buy at most one PlayStation 4 Ultra. Is that what it's called? PlayStation 4. Slim. Not the Slim, but the, oh, the 4K. PlayStation 4 Pro. Pro. At most one, without reporting it on the tax. Um, there's a lot of Casper talk, so if you're curious in like how the how Ethereum is switching over to Casper and how Casper actually works, there's a lot of talks about that. Um, I would recommend skipping the talk from. There's a ver- verifying Casper talk. Skip it. It's not going to help you if you're interested about Casper. He did a poor job of explaining what he does. What he does is incredibly important, but the presentation of the material is terrible. Put his name out there. Yeah, I'm talking speaker. About. I don't know. Vlad. No, it wasn't Vlad. That's Vlad's Casper? talk is great. Vlad. Was it Chris, uh, Dr. Christian? No, it was the it was the is the Asian dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. He's he, he's very good at what he does, but the the way he 
outlined his talk was wasn't very good. In so. his defense, though, he's doing language barrier action. Sure, I'm not. I'm not like saying he's bad. Oh, there's a lot that. of problems, and so in terms of like trying to get this information into your head, yeah. that's not going to help you much. But I like how he solves the problem by making his own account vulnerable to expose himself, and then when people take advantage of it, he uses it as a learning experience. So he's kind of sending these little uh, hacker mouse traps. Yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's he's testing his own theories by putting his own money up front and at risk and inviting people to try and prove him wrong, which gives you incentives, right? Like the only way reason we trust smart contracts now on Ethereum is based on the previous implementations of those and how much money has been in those smart contracts. So we can say that this way of doing a smart contract is X amount of dollars safe because it's been it's already on the main net and it's had this much money and hasn't been hacked. And that right now, I mean, we can st- move right into day two here, which was like, well, uh, real quick before we move to day two, uh, Kun Sarir had a really good talk on um, Bitcoin having, being in the middle of a civil war. And, and scaling. And, he was, talk- he was talking scaling. about scaling and right now and the block size. Like, yeah. He said that um, seven transactions per second seems to be the golden, this is what we can get to. With proof of work and proof of uh, well, just with proof of work with Bitcoin and Ethereum right now because they're both using proof of work, and then you liken that to you know imagine the Golden Gate Bridge and rush hour that's seven transactions per second, and uh, that really put it in you know that gave it a nice visual. And uh, uh, shout out to uh, Shapeshift the booth there. Voorhees was in attendance. Cosmos did a really good job representing themselves. Uh, Coin Center. Uh, what's what's Griff's company? Give it, give it, give it. Yeah. Did a really good that's job representing themselves. We're leading in the day too. No, the, the vendors are all the same every day. Oh, that's right, that's right. Uh, which is kind of a plus and a minus because you know day three and day four, you're probably already knocked out all the vendors, but they're there in case you came late. Uh, they're giving away frisbees and shirts, uh, stickers, all that. So all the vendors are. <laughs> oh running. yeah, that the one thing that you invested in. I wanted to say like your your pick of the week fun fair is here in full force, front and center. Yeah. Um, we were like, what the hell is Funfair? And they were there with, like, the best booth ever. And we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> we need to read more, I guess. Um, I will say that if we ever do have a booth, we're going to brand Travel Size deodorant for everyone at the conference. You guys stink. Because hot damn. Like, I understand it's Cancun, but, like, let's, let's, not, let's not forget that. Let's not forget that. Do we talk about watch watch Joseph Poon's plasma talk? If you haven't seen his previous plasma talks, yeah. watch it this weekend. In fact, you should already section a, a huge portion of your weekend to not watch college football and watch these talks. Uh, college football is lame anyways, and rigged. Everyone knows that. Watch these talks. All right, get it, get it out of the way because there's a lot of information. Before we move to day two, uh, who was the the guy that you enjoyed meeting the most and the person you least enjoyed meeting. All right. For me, the guy I enjoyed meeting the most was Dr. Goon Sarer, uh, because he's just like a super personable dude. And like you mentioned today when we were walking around, it seems like he's really accustomed to dealing with all types of questions from all walks of life because he is in academia and he's been a professor for so long. So he's real comfortable. He'll talk to anyone, uh, He's just a cool. He's just a cool dude. He's he's fun to talk to. Uh, he put us on to Pepe's, so we might rare have pepes, yeah. rare Pepe's. So we're, we might release some rare Pepe's. I mean, he's cool. Least impressed? Oh yeah, 
I'm about to start some controversy. <laughs> is there a benign leader himself, Mr. Vitalik Buterin? I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, um, but this guy gave me the hardest stiff arm on the planet. And I'll tell you, this is how it went down. So me and Marcello, we walk out of the main conference room and he's like, yo, there's Vitalik. And I'm like, yeah, that is him. And then we stop and we start walking back towards Vitalik and somebody's taking a selfie with him. So Marcello's like, yo, you should get a selfie with him. This will be great for the Twitter. Like we get to say, hey, like there's Vitalik and there's us. We're there physically with him. And so I was like, yeah, that's great. So I'm slide right in there right after this guy takes a selfie. So this guy gets a selfie and I'm like, cool, my turn. So, like, I walk up and, like, he doesn't really acknowledge that I'm there. But, like, it's not like I'm easy to miss. Like, I'm just, he, he, sees just, he sees me. He sees like, you. he sees me. Big and black dude. Yeah. Big black dude right next to you. Like, you see him. So, like, he sees me. And then, like, so the guy that he's about to start a conversation with, like, at most in the conversation they got to, hi, how are you? Um, and the guy looks at me. Who's not Vitalik, and he's like, "Hey, man, I see you with your phone. It looks like you want to. It looks like you want a selfie, and this is totally acceptable to get a selfie with Vitalik at a conference." And I was like, "Thanks, man." Like we had all that uh, body language, we transferred all that, and then so like I step in and I, I lift up my phone, and before I can even open my camera app, uh, Vitalik doesn't even look at me and throws his hand up, and he's like, "I'm having a conversation," and I was like, "Well, damn. I guess I'll just uh." walk away then to have a nice have a nice day mr vitalik and then uh yeah i'm not impressed with that yeah so here's something that he probably doesn't want to hear is your dad is cooler than you are oh burn that's the worst i got for him because he's like doing amazing things still (laughs) (laughs) uh corey oh uh i I met all kinds of people I'm, i'm really impressed with with Jared Hope from Status, they like he's he's taking an initiative outside of what they're doing with Status to try and corral a lot of the development of the of the new leading technologies like Plasma, Whisper, Swarm, these things that need a lot of work. But there's disparate people trying to do these things, and you know, platforms like Status rely on those underlying protocols like Whisper to work. And if people don't develop those things, then the applications that are trying to build on them don't work either. And so he's like, if he said, he asked me, he's like, if, if there are people that are interested in working these things, contact him and he'll put you in the right and put you in the place to help contribute properly, right? And so that's that's awesome because like they, it's not his job. I don't know. It's not. I don't know whose job it is. Maybe the Ethereum Foundation. Somebody, job, yeah. but it's like there are no jobs. He's he's trying to help <laughs> build the ecosystem that he wants to build on, which is which is really cool. Like it's I like I like that. Yeah. And from a guy, so you guys aren't on the kind of like the same adventure I am here, but a guy trying to get into this industry, like asking people, like, hey, are you hiring? And the the whole job with quotation marks, like, there's not a lot of people defining job descriptions in this space. Is what I'm starting to find out. Like. It's just like these jobs didn't exist a couple months ago. Yeah, like people are really, we're, it's a really patchwork, and it's really in the beginning. So it's like, hey, are you guys hiring? It's like, I, there, I mean, there's, we do need someone to warm up vehicles. So okay. it's like, damn. No, I'm kidding. That's extreme. That's not what it's like. It's just that there's not a lot of this industry is still young, and that's what I'm going with, and that's what I'll keep saying throughout the week. So, all right, day two. Day two, a lot of protocol, a lot of app development. Um, day two is better than day one. 
my no, it depends on what you're into. Like I like getting what some details on the underlying protocol. I didn't take nearly as many notes though. Like there, it's it's one of those things that's like you appreciate the level of detail people are applying to the current problems. Like they're looking at formal verification of smart contracts, so that what you write when you write a smart contract in a high level language like Solidity or Viper, you have better guarantees of how it's going to be executed when it when you send transactions to it. Because mm-hmm. like when you write something and the difference between what you expect it to do and what it actually does when people interact with it are two very possible different things. You need some type of like formalism or you know mathematical proof of what you did manifest itself on the network as what you wanted it to do. And they're looking at ways to do that. Like that's a, that's a, and they're looking at different ways of like scaling the way the nodes communicate with each other, and like a lot of the stuff that like the average user shouldn't care about. They're not gonna care about. Not shouldn't, but they're just not gonna. And yeah, they should, yeah. And so there's also a lot of development in terms of like wallet UI design of like we need to make wallets that give people the the feeling of comfort when they're in, being introduced to the technology for the first time. It allows them to do whatever they want to do, but still remains like retain, retains a lot of the security that you require from this type of technology. I really like it. you're talking about the wallet yeah. presentation. That was good. And all, all I, I'm gonna reinforce what you said that like I think that we live in a time now where everything is super flashy and fancy and colors run about, and one thing can look exactly like another. But there's no way around that this space is a it's a different technology than what. The, how the internet was architected and so this guy's wallet wallet w-a-l-l dot e-t-h um it takes people through the steps and kind of forces them to learn like he's even changed the user experience to a point where he's got the inputs on one call and the outputs on another like so it's trying it's kind of um what's the word i'm looking for sub subversively teaching people this technology without it being so cumbersome. Yeah, that feels It's right. an attempt for that. It's, it definitely is. And, and people trying to put a lot of attention into those things is really important. But I'll tell you one thing people are not putting a lot of attention into, and that is their presentation slides. <laughs> That's the theme of day two that you guys... I've never seen so many overused bullet points and like uniformly yeah. formatted talks. Like, yeah, these people are smart. These people know how to talk... Like, they know what they're doing, but they, they don't seem like they're spending a lot of time thinking about how to explain it to other people who aren't yeah. doing what they're doing. And that's yeah, that's, that's important. My that's my hangup too. Is I feel like what you just said. They don't spend like they're they don't. It doesn't feel like they're spending a lot of time explaining this to people that don't know what they're doing. And I think that like I guess the tap into the teacher in me is that that's one of the things you have to be most patient with. Is that if you're doing something that people don't understand. You're not allowed to say, oh, I guess you just don't get it. Uh, I guess I even disagree with Satoshi on that point where it's like, if you don't get it, I don't have time to understand. I think that's false. I think you have to make the time to explain it as many times as humanly possible until they do get it. And if they don't get it right the way you explained it the first time, then you change it and you go back a second time. That effort's not being made in this community and anybody who can get that theme through, kudos to you. You can tell tell drastically when you look at the different presentations on who has spent an inordinate amount of time preparing themselves for the presentation. And then don't get me wrong, 
Status. No, I mean, the, 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 the status. Was, I yeah. would say, like, Vitalik's talk, he, he, he has iterated yeah, a lot of times. I didn't like, because well, he, he was talking to his presentation when he should have been talking to us. Okay, I'll give you that. Uh, what about Puppet? That was a good one. Puppet was, was, was one of my favorite Oh, ones. yeah. Straight Puppet. out the gate, day, one, day two. Puppet was so good, it makes you want to start developing shit. Like, he makes, the, like, he launched a network in, like, what, 15 minutes? Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, yeah, man. live demo set up. Yep. He didn't waste any time. It was, he yeah. prepared. He put his nuts on the table. And what I mean by that is because he said, like, I'm going to do a live demonstration. And I know that's, like, something you're not supposed to do in a situation like this. But I don't care. Nuts on the table. And he launched a network on the Ethereum network in 15 minutes flat. He put a wallet on it. He put a uh, block explorer on it. He put, uh, what else did he put on it? Yes, that's. He put guess that he put everything on it like in 15 minutes, and I was like, okay, so I'm just gonna start like 15 networks tonight and we'll see how that rolls. <laughs> like, and what happened when he got done? People clapped, yeah, audibly. You could hear it. Yeah, some people get done and they just walk off stage. Like that one guy who was like, "Do I leave now?" And then he did a little dance before he walked on stage. He yeah. was in the zone. Yeah. Man, like, <laughs> but so um, um, status uh, had the present aesthetics and content and. Um, in terms of hashtag game changing status of our moment. Status? Uh, yeah, for sure. Because of the the, the products, that, it looks like. So, for those of you that are in our audience and haven't and haven't uh, bought any uh, SNT, which is Status's token, um, or don't know about Status at all, I recommend you look them up. Uh, because they've used hashtag not investment advice. Hashtag don't listen to me. But this they're actually using the the money. Like hashtag it was worth three cents this morning. It's probably worth five cents now. Hashtag should we check it? One talk that we missed that had got a ton of positive feedback, like immediately. Like people were like, Oh my god, I'm I'm shaking, I'm excited about this was the the Raiden Network talk. Apparently that talk was fantastic. And what they showed and demoed as of what's going to be happening at the end of the month is absurd, which is the implementation of Lightning on Ethereum. And so I would recommend watching that video. I'm probably going to watch it after we finish right now because I'm mad I missed it. I was talking to somebody else outside of the room. And uh, so check that out. Um should we get to the best person we met? Best day person two? on day two? Um, Surprisingly, for me, it's got to go to Emin again. Emin Gunsorer is, if he's faking his great personality, he's doing a good job of it. Consistently nice guy. But I saw Roger Bear in the corner, and uh, I saw him uh, visibly bored with the people he was talking to. So me and D went over there. I went over there with a motive. We did. And then as soon as he's like, hey, guys, how you doing? I recognize you. Yeah, great. Where's Corey at? I'm like, wow, he remembers all of that. And he's Roger there. Yeah. And then he, our shields went down. He told us that he's going to be in North America for the duration of the year. He would love to come on. I went in full attack mode, but he recognized us and he, and he said names. And I was like, well, this guy's. Damn, he cool. charmed us. Yeah, <laughs> we got snake charmed hard. Man. I don't know. I was talking yeah. to somebody else. You're talking to Vlad at the time. I was talking Vlad. to Vlad about some consensus stuff that I was that I was considering about proof of stake, and I missed going over there and talking to him because I wanted. To, I, I would like. I don't mind having a conversation with him. I don't agree with things, but like, if you can convince me otherwise, based on my assumptions, 
of what he's doing, then I'd be willing to change my mind. But like, I'm not, I don't have a dog in the fight, and I don't have a problem with him as a human being. He does jujitsu. I'm cool with that. <laughs> no, no, no. Roger Ver. Oh, Ver. Yeah, he's yeah. a like, I would like to talk to him about that. Like, as a human to human, I'm like, it's cool. We can be friends, but I just, the, I would like to know motivations and why you're doing a lot of the shit that you seem to be doing and what we see it from an outside perspective. We need to stay charmed down. So he seemed, he seemed like if you asked him, he would be straight with you. Yeah, and one thing he said with me, I was like, damn it, now I like Roger Ver. It's like, I asked him, I was like, why are you at an Ethereum conference? Like, aren't you too busy be cashing it up? And he said, yeah, a lot of people would believe that. And I'm, no, I'm not going to say people. He said verbatim a lot. I can't say that. It's off the record. Anyways, he just said a lot of small blockers would believe um, that. But honestly, if it's useful, use it. And I was like, mm, well, that's kind of what he, that, 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 it has to be a main, it has to be something that he believes, right? Yeah. Because he's in a scenario where he's trying to push a chain that is questionable and yeah. saying, if it's useful, use it. So like right now, if you're using Bitcoin Cash, they're, they're toting low fees. Yeah. And so if it's useful for low fees, use it for low fees. And so like if he, if he, if he didn't say that, he'd be a ridiculous hypocrite. Yeah, that's true. But I, he is. I guess I was so you have to give him like the like at least the, despite motivation for giving a bunch of money to this conference as a sponsor, it could be a branding play because it might not be a bunch of money to him. Mm-hmm. He's at least contributing to things that are far outside of the norm for Bitcoin. Yeah, because it. I mean, that money, regardless of whether or not it, like that was his motivation for using it, is moving to help the development of cryptocurrency in general. Yeah, and that's respectable. I think. So overall, stepping uh, if I could give my um, top two people uh, for the day, best and worst people meeting for the day. Um, I don't really know. I'd say best person was uh, what's his name, Griff. Griff Green. Griff from Giveth, like. Corey was like, this guy's going to hug you. And I was like, I mean, I, I guess that's cool. And he went in full-blown best hug I've had in a long-ass time. So Griff from Giveth, uh, which, by the way, had the my favorite presentation. I really like, what was it called? The Liquid Pledge contract? Or? I think it's Liquid Pledge. Liquid Pledge contract. They wrote this contract. It's a good, good talk. Yes, it was a great talk by their, uh, I don't know if it's the CEO or not. It's a great talk. George, uh, George right? Jordy. 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 Jordy, his name was, but anyways, uh, Giveth, uh, that's give with a TH at the end because ETH, you should probably get that. Uh, but, um, they outline this smart contract that allows distributed trust and you can delegate someone to do things for you. Like, oh, it's, it's beautiful. Watch that talk. That's all I can say. Um, worst. Uh, it wasn't necessarily a person, but just right after 2.30 p.m., there is a BO that's undeniable. And I just got to say, like, put on some fucking deodorant. Like, I mean that for real. Like, this is the second time I've said it, so. I mean, there's a lot of lot of women there. Like, I got to say, wait, my best, segue. my best conversation <laughs> I had out of nowhere came from, so after I had mentioned that thing to, to Vlad, um, him and Gunsuru was like, wait, wait, that's a that's an important thing to say. And kind of Vlad kind of walked away. What was the thing? 
Um, so it's 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 an extreme scenario in proof of stake where if, if like if a validator misacts his bond that he has as a validator gets slashed and burned. That means that the total amount of Ethereum then gets reduced. Mm-hmm. Now that means that the economics of anything that has to do with calculating itself based on the total supply, any type of secondary thing that relies on the total supply, like a relative amount to the total supply, now change. then changes. So if that's a part of some type of application, they have to take that second layer effect into account. Say, take for instance, fee estimation. Say you like there's a there's an attack on the network, a bunch of validators end up like a percent a, per, a good percentage of the total amount of tokens and end up being bad tokens, they get slashed and they're gone. They're burned. They're out of existence. Mm-hmm. That means that the relative, everything relative to the total amount changes. So the economics change drastically. So like for fee estimation, which is typically like a, an averaging of all of the things relative to total supply and how much you should be paying per transaction, those type of economics will possibly change. Now that doesn't ruin proof of stake, but it's something that people definitely aren't looking at. So I brought that up, and it kind of didn't quite get the conversation I want. So someone else got to migrate from the bottom floor up. Because you started talking to him. Yeah, we started talking down at the bottom, and I've walked up together, and and some other stuff about randomness that I was curious about. And so somebody grabbed Vlad and pulled him over into a different conversation, which you seem to be more interested in. Uh, and Rick Dudley, a guy who works on. Um, Byzantine fault tolerant consensus mechanisms, things like that, uh, came over and we started talking about that for a while. And that was a great conversation. So that's out to him. I will say one thing. I'm not butthurt about what Vital did to me on day one, but when I was having a conversation with Goon Sarir, somebody came in and interrupted Goon Sarir and I, and he handled it like a G. I'll just say, he, he said, hey, sorry real quick, Demetri. And he turned to the guy and he was like, hey, how you doing? My name is Dr. Goose Rick. It was just like, that's how you handle that situation. But I, I think Vitalik is a different... Well, you gotta think, you have to think. You have to respect the idea that a lot of the people in this community are not like social creatures, right? They don't, they're not used to dealing with standard social scenarios. Like Some of them are on, like clearly on the spectrum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And by definition... You have social issues. You're not, you're not socially normal if you're somewhere on that spectrum. Yeah. And so they're not going to be able to do the things that are quote unquote normal or standard for dealing with social interactions, especially when they get a lot of attentions thrown at them. And so like you have to respect that. Like that's just something that like it's very yeah. difficult to act normal when you don't perceive social scenarios in a quote unquote normal way. And like cool. Yeah. That's fine. So, but like, first don't get in, mad. First impressions are everything, though. And don't get mad. I'm not mad at Vitalik. Like, yeah. he's doing his thing. But I do want to say, day two, still no selfie with Vitalik. I'll get that motherfucker, though. I will get it. <laughs> I'm going to get it the third or the fourth day. Let's, or I'm going to ask his dad to get it for me. So, I say let's let's call it. That's a that's a recap of day one and two. Yep. Uh, thank you to everybody who recognized us by our logo and talked with us. And shout out to which is really cool. We have a Slack. Please join the Slack. But we actually met up with one of our Slack members, Marco, and uh, coolest fucking dude, cool guy. He looks like uh, I'm about to throw an old wrestling reference, but he looks like Prince Albert from WWF. Anyway, I don't know, cool guy. All right. Um, 
Well, play the outro.